You're listening to the official podcast of the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities with your host, Director Jeff Davis. Hi, this is Jeff Davis, Director of the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities, and I am very pleased today to have some very special guests. We'll start with Mary Thompson Hufford, who is the CEO of the Fuse Network, which is Coshocton, Licking, and Muskingum counties. We are so very glad to have you with us. And Melissa Skaggs, who is the Chief Administrative Officer of ARC Industries here in Franklin County. And Amber Cross, who is the SSA Director of the Belmont, Harrison, and Noble Alliance, which is the county boards of those three counties. So we are so glad you were all here. The topic today is very special and near and dear to me, obviously, and it's the Ohio ISP and our effort to create and implement a single assessment and single plan format. So, ladies, how appreciative am I to have you here? So why don't we chat about Ohio ISP if you're game. And I'll look right across at Amber and maybe just start with a simple question is, why do you think a single assessment, single plan will benefit our Ohio system? Sure. I think there's many benefits. Um, I think a key one for myself and for our alliance is the consistency and uniformity that the plan will allow for everyone, not just the people we support and their families, but especially providers. Uh, Many of our providers, um, we even mentioned that uh, here just a minute ago, work across multiple counties. And I think that um, it'll allow a lot of efficiency for that. But then overall, um, all of us getting together on the work group, I think really brought a lot of great ideas that we currently use and that we hope for that will allow us to really capture that important to and important for stuff for people uh, so that we'll have one great plan that's going to work for everyone and uh, will be easy to look through because providers are looking at that stuff on a daily basis and families uh, and the people we support will get to read great things about themselves. Well, I think it's one of the most exciting things that has happened in this industry in the 35 years I've been a part of it. I think for the providers and the individuals that we serve, um, the ability to have a plan that we can train our staff on, and that that plan would be um, something that one individual can can travel with and be portable with, but also staff, as we're training staff, the ability to train staff, and all staff are going to know how to read the same plan. I think that's significant. The other thing that I think is exciting about this plan is the plan helps us know as providers how to celebrate outcomes. I don't think we've ever talked about that before. And I think that's a really significant change in the plan and and how we can look at that. And and as providers know, uh, when this person reaches this milestone, how the person wants to celebrate it. I think that's exciting. Thank you. Mary? I'm excited by having a consistent assessment and consistent plan across our state. We're going to be able to leverage the knowledge and the expertise Um, So we're not focused on what's going to go where, but actually focused on the content. I think so often we've been distracted by formats and processes for different county boards. And so as a provider, we don't get to leverage that expertise from each county board that we support because each county board has always had a different process or a different system or a different way to implement 
And now we can stop thinking about formats and we can start really focusing on people and training our team to work collaboratively with the county board and the other providers that are sitting across the table. So the focus can truly be on the person, the outcome and the experiences that the person needs to have to have the life that they want. That's so exciting to me that we can focus on people and stop focusing on paper. I appreciate that so very much. So the three of you committed so much of your time to the work group. And to those that don't know, we did put a work group together. It started back in calendar year 2019 as we set upon this journey with the intent of getting as much input from as many different aspects, all aspects we hope in some respects of our system. But you've committed over the whole, you know, this intervening time. So give me a sense of, of, I mean, you have to have some passion for it. You've just explained a little bit about that, but take us a little bit uh, through the journey of the committee itself or the work group. I think for myself, just as you said, uh, it really was a lot of different uh, professional areas, people that have knowledge, people that have been in the field for many, many years, people that maybe are new to the field. And you just have all areas, county boards, providers, self-advocates. There's just family members. And I just think having all of that information, we kind of did that at our own uh, county board a few years back when we developed our own plan and got that kind of a group together because I think it's not just we shouldn't be so siloed, just county boards, just providers, like each of us working individually. We really do need to come together. And I think this ISP process is a great example of how everyone coming together, that you can really get a great product. And so I think that with the having a great ISP that really captures, I think, just as everyone touched on, the people and what is, you know, what they're looking to get out of life, that I hope that that just kind of extends over to the relationship that we all have as we work together to gather that information. So I think it's just bigger and better things to come. I think as we came together as a group, we always had one central focus, and that was for the individuals that are receiving the services. And while currently things may be done in different ways across the state, bringing together some of the best ways to do things and putting, again, as Amber said, all of those people in one room didn't always always agree, which was really interesting to kind of see where this where this was going. But at the end of the day, I feel like I'm very proud of the work that group of people did, and that the end result of this uh, of this Ohio ISP and how person centered it is, and how it will help. I think let individuals grow and be able to see that growth maybe in a way that they hadn't been able to see in plans that were already in place. Yeah, thank you. I'll, I'll follow up in a second. I don't know if, Mary, you want to chat a little bit about your participation and journey with the work. Yeah, you know, uh, time is the most precious thing that we have, and, and how we choose to spend our time, I think, is a great reflection on what's important to us as a person and spending the hours um, inside the work group as well as contributing information um, outside of each one of those meetings was awe-inspiring to see so many people across the state with the same goal, the same intention, was, was truly humbling to be part of that. When I think back to all the hours that were spent on each individual question within the discovery assessment, truly amazing because how often do we just those are the questions, but this work group did not at all 
just say these are the questions. Each question was analyzed and wordsmithed over and over again because there was such a commitment to asking the right questions so we can really listen to what the individual wants, what the individual needs, and what that needs to look like. And sometimes as a system, we've not always listened or heard in a way that we can give people what they need and what they want. And this work group was really committed to hearing what people want. And so instead of saying, here's your package, here's your options, let's see where you fit, the work group was just truly obsessed absolutely obsessed on the discovery questions because they want the individual and the people that know that individual best to answer those questions. So it's not about here are your options, but what do you want? How can we help you get it? And that was just humbling to be part of. That's a wonderful segue because it does seem like the work group asserted maybe for the first time or reasserted the importance of the assessment. Absolutely, because without a good assessment, you're not going to have a good plan. Well, there's no question about it. So how do you, can you envision as we roll this out? I mean, this takes time. We know that perhaps longer than, you know, we had hoped or, you know, we did lose a year in some respects with the pandemic. But, you know, as we go this, how do we, how do you envision training our system? And let's start on the importance of the assessment. I would argue it truly is reaffirming its importance in in ways that perhaps it hasn't been for a while. So how are we going to do that? How do you think? You know, something that I'm excited that the department is doing, and I don't know for sure if I can get the right word, but they're doing these regional clusters. And I am so excited about people from the department coming to our area, our communities, and pulling families and providers and county board professionals together and helping us incorporate the assessment and the ISP and doing that training side by side, we've not always had experiences like that. And with the entire state embracing the same assessment and the same system and and the department coming to us is really exciting. And I think it's gonna create a synergy at the local level. And truly that's where it's most important that we have that synergy at a local level. I think we spend a lot of time um, in the work group talking about maybe what training might look like and, and how we might do that and always acknowledging the DSP through this process. And so I think when I think about training and what that might what that might look like in the future, I think getting our DSPs to know that they have a really, really important role in this process um, and getting them to understand from the very beginning what it is that they can contribute to the assessment process and to the plan, I think is going to be really paramount in the success of how these plans are written. So how do you envision in this current environment we're in, workforce and implementing something new, How do we get that DSP involved, practically speaking? How do you get your own team to actively participate? You know, I think that I can circle back to the same comment about time. And time is our most precious gift. And so how, as an organization, as an organizational leader, I choose to use the time within my organization as a direct reflection of what I see as most important. 
And as a, a leader within my organization, what's most important to me is that the DSPs within our system, the DSPs that are supporting the people, that families and that, that have trusted us for our services, that's most important to me because that's the most important piece within our organization. And so for me, yes, absolutely, it's going to be a sacrifice. Is it going to mean that I might need to cover a shift so a DSP can be in training? Absolutely. But within our organization, we're going to sacrifice so that our DSPs have the training that they need so they can pick the plan up, they can find the information that they need, and they can support the person in the way the person wants to be supported so the person can have progress on their outcome and achieve it. Who wants to work on the same thing for three or four years and never get it? You or I wouldn't tolerate that, and let's not make people that we support tolerate that. And the number one way to change the outcomes is to let our DSPs have the knowledge. DSPs are amazing. They're smart. And sometimes I think as a system, we underestimate them. So as an organizational leader and as a person that cares about what happens to people with developmental disabilities, we're going to choose to sacrifice within our organization to ensure that every single one of our DSPs get the training that's necessary so they can pick up the plan, they can read it, they can use it. I think another thing that, that we can do when we think about the training is, I think this could be side-by-side learning. So the DSPs can learn alongside of the individuals. It's a great opportunity to put those folks together and everybody's learning at the same time. And so I think that's one of the ways that ARC will do that is we'll um, embrace that and we'll make that part of, you know, here's the here's what the plan looks like and here's the questions and here's what they mean and there's something that we can talk about and, you know, I see us even being able to help individuals to kind of pre-plan and kind of understand before they ever go in maybe some of the questions and things like that that they might be being asked. And so I think that's a really great training and learning experience to bring that together. I appreciate that. Amber, you, you know, you're in counties that, that only a few years back created you know, their own version of the plan, right? So you're, you're in essence going right back at it in a way in, in a short period of time. So Maybe talk about that from how you envision, you know, implementing it or a sort of a cultural shift or not so much, whatever you wish. Sure. I first want to say I couldn't agree more with what was just said by both of the ladies. I think that DSPs are so important. They are the ones who spend the most time with the people that we support and that are getting the services. Um, they are who know the people best. They see them through and through, good days, bad days, helping them in the morning when they come home um, from work and maybe had a tough shift, or maybe they are celebrating a success because they just learned something new at a job. And so they are the people that can provide such valuable information to these plans and just to the services that someone you know receives. So it's, it's not even just the plan itself, but it's the information that you need to get to that. So it's those assessment questions like we were talking about. And so I think for, you know, us at BHN and, you know, as you mentioned, we, you know, a few years back developed our own plan. And I really saw a lot of that in the work group that uh, we did here for the statewide ISP. It's those simple things of just taking the time, which has been mentioned here before, communication, being available uh, in that discussion. And so it's more than the plan and gathering the information 
the information and the questions through the assessment to get to the plan. It's people knowing that you're available, people knowing that you're a phone call away if something comes up. If, you know, someone is working on a particular outcome or, you know, requires a certain service and maybe things change in life, they want to know that you're a phone call away to just talk to about it or uh, ask something if, you know, there's something that you're unsure of. And so I think that in the beginning, the plan and the assessment are um, probably going to be overwhelming to a lot of people. It's a different way of doing doing things for many of us. But I think that the time that we give and the relationships that we have with people, our providers, families, just everyone that's involved as a part of each of these teams, through that time, we're going to we're gonna know what people want. We're, we're going to be able to tell that story. We always refer to it as a story. You're really getting to see you know, a person's life through and through, what they like, what they don't like, what they want, what they don't want from us. Um, you know, people should be vocal about that too. You know, we sat here and talked about outcomes and people working on things for three or four years. Uh, we can all go back to those outcomes of you know, taking a shower every day or you know, making your bed every morning. And I think many of us could probably say that those things on occasion maybe haven't happened in our home on a daily basis. And so I think we have to be open-minded to that and, you know, self-reflective that, yes, the people we support are getting a service and we're there to help them, but also they're just like you and I. And so we really need to hear those pieces from people. I appreciate that very, very much. So we have on occasion, perhaps, in our system not taken the planning process as seriously as we should, whether, you know, renewals of that plan or whatever it looks like. Other than the effort, is that there's some magic to, you know, the assessment and the plan as designed that will lead to more energy across the state and more effort in the individual assessment and plan? Or is it just, you think, the emphasis that we're putting on it and the training and all those kind of things? I think so, because one of the things that um, we've seen is that the outcome that we're working on does not connect back to information within the assessment. And so we refer to it, um, our team, as leaping the Grand Canyon. And so in the assessment, we've identified that these things are important to Director Davis. And yet then we open the plan and none of those things are in there. And instead, he is really interested in crocheting. But nowhere in the assessment does it talk about crocheting. And, and we say that's leaping the Grand Canyon. And so I think that's something that's going to change with this system because the one true system, the Ohio SP, is going to take the information from the assessment. The SSA or service coordinator is going to be able to check the box and is going to auto-populate that information into the plan. And so I think as SSAs and service coordinators incorporate that in their process, we shouldn't be leaping the Grand Canyon anymore. That if something is identified in the assessment, they check the box and it magically appears in the plan. I would like to think that this Ohio ISP allows us to see the journey. I don't know that we've ever got to see the journey. And sometimes we're really focused on goals, outcomes, all those, to, all those different things. Uh, there's a focus now and an ability for us to see experiences and things like that. And I think that's going to tie this to the, the individual's journey. At the end of the day, we all have outcomes. Everyone has outcomes in their lives, no matter what. But the learning happens in the journey. And I'm hoping that this plan allows us to see the individual's journey to get where they're going. I agree with that, and I really hope that it opens 
a lot of discussion. So I know we touched a lot on that we took a lot of time as a work group in developing the questions of the assessment and allowing that to get the information to where we need. But I also really hope that as we're having these planning meetings and talking about things, that there's a lot of discussion and not a lot of like one, two, three, four, five and asking those questions. I know that we're in a system that, you know, is with a lot of rules and a lot of, you know, policy and regulations and stuff, but this is the one time to have fun and just really sit down and get to know the person that you're supporting and their family and just what they want out of life. And I think that through a discussion, you can get the answers to those questions And maybe there is one or two that get missed, but as we all become more familiar with this assessment, you're going to know what questions were overlooked, and then you can come back and ask those, uh, you know, in another manner, you know, when that discussion ends. And so I think that it's really making it a time that everyone wants to participate in. You know, these meetings can get long at times, and, you know, they um, involve a lot of people, and so you want to make it a time that people are enjoying and not just reading off and, you know, marking yes, no, or, you know, on to number five now. And so we all learn new things about each other through that process and just really having a lot of discussion. You know, during the um, pilot, because there was a, a great amount of effort done by having different county boards pilot the assessment. And one of the things that I was struck by when the data came back was how much time and how many occurrences the SSA met with the person to complete the assessment. And I feel like that data was insightful and that is going to influence the training that is done with implementation that, you know, an assessment will probably take more than one time and that we might not need to sit together for three or four hours to get it done so that we can meet the deadline. But yet it's a discussion, it's a conversation, and we might meet for a while at somebody's house and then meet at the park and then go to the provider agency and in different places that it can happen in different environments. And I think with the consistency of the assessment and the training that should be going across Ohio, that assessments really should turn into conversations and not paperwork. That's fabulous. So what have we not talked about? Well, I'm just going to say it. I am looking forward to the ISP template having the word final on it so that county boards will begin implementing this within their system. I know that there are software uh, companies out there that already have the templates designed, and I cannot wait for county boards to start embracing this because it will have an immediate impact on providers. When we start seeing the consistency of the templates, we can start training our staff on where to find it. And so this does not need to be a light switch that happens next fall. This could actually be something that begins tomorrow. Are you thinking? Yeah, I am. Well, I'm dumbstruck now. After that, I am thinking. I I wasn't sure. (laughs) So I was staring at you. I didn't want to be rude. I'm like trying to figure out, like, what are we going to do? Where do we we take that from there? Because, I mean, you're you're right, and we need that. We need need everyone to be embracing this process, everyone to be participating in trainings and, and learning and, you know, supporting each other. So, you know, County boards, providers, everybody's got to be in this hand-to-hand lockstep. You know, um, that's how it's going to be successful. I hope we can finally, for the individuals, as we provide these services, we can sometimes an- answer sometimes the whys of things. And hopefully, when we talked about this a lot in the work group, sometimes the planning process was punitive to individuals. 
things stuck with them for a long time because of something that happened in their past. And I remember being in those meetings and we're like, we can't do this anymore. Our system can't do this anymore. And so how we can help this process move past some of that punitive feeling sometimes into giving the individual some freedoms and some abilities to try new things and, and new adventures on their journeys, just like we have. Like that's, that's just, I think, so important. I agree, 110%. I think we talk a lot about communication and education. And so going back to many things that have been said here, people with disabilities are no different than us. And we all have to learn from our mistakes. We have to all, you know, take chances. Uh, We all have to step out into our fears. Each of those things um, by, you know, continuing to coddle people, try to protect them, keep them overly safe, not let them try new things, maybe things we disagree with or think they should try another way. It's not going to make things better. It's not going to change it. Um, People still have those thoughts. They're curious, just like you and I are, or they just want to try something new because it's different. And so I think we have to provide them with the tools, whatever that is, and then let them take that leap. And we're going to be there to support them. We also have to, I don't want to say forget about MUIUI, but there's a lot of focus on that. And I know that makes it difficult for DSPs. You know, there's that constant worry. But again, I think if we're all working together, we all know we're here to support each other. We've gathered what information we need. We've included that in a plan. And we have to let people have experiences and try new things and, you know, work towards an outcome that we may think is over you know, stretching it. But, you know, I'm sure someone in my life has thought I overstretched a goal or an outcome too. And so let's try it. If it doesn't work, we learn from it and we try another way. And so I think it's just all of us really working together. And I think this work group was a great example of it. There were many times we disagreed, but I think we also just kept coming back to that common reason that we were here. And it's for the people we support. And this is going to be amazing for them it is truly going to tell their story um, and what they want and need from us. And I think that we have to be there for them to do that. Well, I'm genuinely appreciative. One, that you would take your time, uh, and two, that you would commit the time that you have, you know, over the past two years to make this a reality. So... It is an honor. It is absolutely an honor to have served on this work group. Well, I wasn't looking for that, but that is very nice of you to say. But it is. It is. It's an honor to have been asked to participate in something that is so system changing. I agree. And I think it's thank you to you as well, because I'm sure it hasn't been the easiest job for you as well with this as, you know, time delays and, you know, uh, dates of rollout changing and whatnot. I'm sure you get a lot of backlash for that as well. And so I think just appreciative for continuing to support us and know that we would we would get to that end result. It might take a little extra time, but I think we were all up front with that from the beginning of the work group, as was Kelly, that, you know, we're going to get this right. And so if we have to take a small detour this way or that way, we're going to do that. And I think we are all seeing that it worked. The the outcome's here. That plan's here. And so I think we're excited. So it's time to get started. Yes. Yes. General consensus. Okay. All right, so we not we covered, I think, somewhat thoroughly one of my favorite topics. So I could not be more appreciative to Amber Cross, Melissa Skaggs, Mary Thompson Hufford. I think they were candid and honest, foresightful, and they brought with them all their expertise and passion, and you can hear that. So thank you so very much for the time spent and the time spent over the last few years and all you've done. 
You've just listened to another episode of the official podcast of the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities. If you've enjoyed this episode, please like and share with others. For more news and information from the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities, please visit dodd.ohio.gov. You may also subscribe to our monthly publications and follow DODD on social media and connect with us in our Facebook forums.